Now, LinkedIn is considered the platform for professional networking and job hunting. With the advent of COVID, what LinkedIn has become is the absolute place to be. Since all of our workplaces or many of our workplaces are currently shut down, if you work in an office, you have to be on LinkedIn. It has really become the equivalent of your main street in your city or wherever you live. Hi, I'm Renata Bernardi, and this is the Job Hunting Podcast, where I interview experts and professionals and discuss issues that are important for job hunters and those who are working to advance their careers. So make sure that you subscribe and follow, and let's dive right in. Welcome to another episode of the Job Hunting Podcast. Today is Monday, 15th of June. This is episode number 34, and we're here to talk about your LinkedIn profile and how to make it stand out in this crazy year that is 2020 and all the kerfuffle that's happening out there. One thing is absolutely certain. LinkedIn is king. If you are in a white collar job in the corporate, public or nonprofit sector, chances are you need LinkedIn to progress in your career. So in addition to my podcast and the blog, the episode show notes that goes with it, I'd like to invite you to download my LinkedIn checklist that I've prepared for you. Now, I originally created this checklist to help me when I do the LinkedIn audits, which is one of the services that I offer my clients. And if it has helped me run those services, it will definitely be able to help you as well. So don't forget to find the link to the checklist on the episode show notes and download it so that you can have it and use it to update your LinkedIn profile. Now, LinkedIn is considered the platform for professional networking and job hunting. With the advent of COVID, what LinkedIn has become is the absolute place to be. Since all of our workplaces or many of our workplaces are currently shut down, the coffee shops where we used to catch up with our networks are closed, our events and conferences where we used to learn and connect with people haven't really happened except online. It makes LinkedIn really important as the new hub for white collar workers, professionals who are in admin roles, managerial roles, project management, marketing, finance, engineers, if you work in an office, you have to be on LinkedIn. It has really become the equivalent of your main street in your city or wherever you live. It has over 600 million users worldwide. In fact, LinkedIn is one of, well, it is the only social media platform from the Western world that is available in China. So Facebook is not available, Instagram is not available, Twitter is not available in China, but LinkedIn is. And I think that that's really 
it's showing how important it is professionally. And it really benefits those expats that are based in China and those of us who want to make connections and do trade and business and deals and find talent around the world. It really is a very global um, way to connect. Here are some important statistics that prove the point that I'm trying to make, that you can really use LinkedIn to maximize and amplify your presence in the platform. Even though it has 600 million profiles, half of them actively use the platform. This is good news for you because your competition is dormant. They are not using the platform. At least half of them are not currently actively using the platform. What does it mean to be using the platform actively. It means to be commenting on other people's posts. It means to be posting yourself and sharing content on LinkedIn. And it also means to be updating your profile regularly. Now, LinkedIn is always coming up with new and unique and creative ways for you to showcase your expertise, your talent. And it's really important to always be looking at how you can better connect with your network and and showcase your talent on your profile. So take a moment in this next couple of days after listening to this podcast to investigate if there are better ways for you to be portraying what you've done in the past, in the current employment that you have at the moment, if you're currently employed, and also in previous work experiences and volunteering experiences, that things that may not have been there before and that are now available. For example, it's way easier now to add documents to LinkedIn, hyperlinks to LinkedIn, and you can do that under each work experience or up in the on the top of your LinkedIn profile next to your about section. So have a look at that. LinkedIn is also the place to be for high earners. So data shows that close to 44% of the users of LinkedIn in the United States take home an annual salary of over $75,000. Now, that's above the national medium in the United States. And it's safe to assume and extrapolate that that is also the case for LinkedIn users in other countries. That is, that LinkedIn users in other countries also have annual salaries that are above average in those countries. So again, if you are in a white collar profession, LinkedIn is likely to be the platform for you to develop your connections, for you to be in and to develop opportunities for work and business, right? So that's sort of the best place to be for white collar workers, as opposed to other platforms like Facebook and Instagram and even Twitter. LinkedIn is excellent for discovering people. So if you want to know who the right people are to connect in an organization you want to work for, if you want to know what the recruiters are in your sector, in your town, um, the ones within an organization, uh, recruitment company that are specialized in your profession, it's so easy to do that using LinkedIn. 
And it's also so easy to find out people and their roles within organizations that you want to work for and then follow their content, identify what they're posting about, identify what they're what they care about and then investigate how you can best approach those organizations and those individuals with the right pitch and the right platform for you to be considered as a good candidate for a future role, right? It's also a great way for you to know who you will be working for. If you're looking for work and you find a job advertised, be it on LinkedIn or in other platforms, you can go to LinkedIn and find out who was doing that job before you, who who you will be working with, who will be your manager and your colleagues, and do a little bit of research before you apply for that job. This all can be easily uncovered with just an hour or so of LinkedIn research. And the other reason for you to be paying more attention to LinkedIn is that recruiters and hiring managers are heavy users of LinkedIn for sure. And they are likely to be on that platform every single day, if not all day long. There are on average 14 million jobs advertised on LinkedIn at any one time. And I also find that some jobs are not only advertised on LinkedIn, but they are posted as opportunities on people's in individual profiles. Sometimes they're not actually advertised. People have such great followership and connections. All they do is say, look, we're looking for a GM to be based in Sydney. If you know someone, can you please get in touch with me? And that's all you need to do if you're a very well-connected CEO, right? So be a user of LinkedIn and be connected with the right people within your profession that can point you out for those opportunities that are not even advertised, as we all know, so many roles aren't. So when I start talking about this and telling clients and um, in my live coaching sessions that I do on Facebook and, and Instagram, it's so clear the power of the LinkedIn platform over your career. It is very clear to me and it becomes really clear to my clients once I start pointing it out to them all of these facts and figures. And it's amazing to see how many professionals neglect their profiles completely and they don't take the steps to make the platform work for them instead of against them. You know, many times if you neglect your your LinkedIn profile, it's very hard for a recruiter or a hiring manager or somebody within your network to advocate for you and to shortlist you for a project or a job opportunity. So considering that LinkedIn is the new main street, imagine LinkedIn as if it was the business hub in your city. Okay, so I'm based in Melbourne LinkedIn will be the equivalent of the Melbourne's Collins Street. So if you are walking up to Collins Street on your way to an important meeting, a meeting that could have huge repercussions to your career, I'm assuming that you would be dressed to impressed, that you would be feeling ready and empowered to deliver your pitch Yes, you could have a little bit of anxiety and a bit, you know, of jitters and excitement, 
but you would have done your research, you would have your pitch ready, and you would be looking a certain way, right? That's how you need to be when you are on LinkedIn, okay? And that is your profile. Your profile is the representation of you, of your public uh, professional figure. And we need to take a look at some three basic LinkedIn aspects that I want you to consider first and foremost before you start going down the the details of certain aspects that some people focus on, which I'll also mention that I think are the second base. All right. So the first, the basics are these three things that I'm going to talk to you about today. So number one is that you need to have a very good photo. Ideally, you need to have a professional photo. So the first step to impress on LinkedIn is not dissimilar from the first impression that you want to have when you walk into a job interview. Investing in a professional photo is then key to have the LinkedIn profile that you want to represent your professional experience, capability and skills. The LinkedIn data supports what I'm telling you. In fact, LinkedIn data shows that a professional photo profile has 14 times more views than any other type of profile pictures. And when I say a professional photo, I do not want you to use your wedding photo. Now, I have seen that many, many times from clients and most recently from some of the LinkedIn audit services that I've been doing. And I know that many times in our lives, we will only hire a photographer when we get married. But I can actually tell that those are professional wedding photos. And, you know, the the suit is different. There is a flower there and your hair is a bit too made up if you're a woman. And I think that we need to be careful with that and really look at having a professional profile picture instead of a wedding picture on your LinkedIn profile. And there are so many other things that you need to avoid. And it's amazing. Every day I see a profile photo with someone with sunglasses on or a photo where I can hardly see the person. It's out of focus. It's black and white or sepia. So consider that analogy of being on Main Street, being in my case on Collins Street. And how would you want to look when you go to Collins Street for a meeting. That's how your photo should be like. Now, the second thing I want to work on is your work experience. I have found that many people make the mistake of writing an excellent headline and also focusing a lot on their about section and making the about section very inspirational, full of keywords and important jargons for their profession. But when I scroll down to actually see how they have um, developed their careers, which is really the foundation to the about session and to the headline, I see nothing there. There is a jumble of acronyms and abbreviations for job titles, 
I don't recognize the organizations they work for. Many times, instead of a logo, there is a gray box when many times it's just misspelled and the logos could have been there if they had taken the time to find the organizations that are now listed on LinkedIn. Another reason to go back and check LinkedIn if you haven't updated your profile in a while is that many organizations now have created their profiles on LinkedIn. So chances are it's likely that um, if you have worked for an organization in the past, they now have a LinkedIn profile. You search for it again, it will show up and um, your work experience instead of a gray box next to the organization will now have a logo next to that organization. But look, even if your job experience is project manager working for a well-known organization such as KPMG, it would still leave me wondering, what area of KPMG did you work for? What type of project was this? How big or small was your role? Was it internal and it was a project that you did for KPMG or was it a project manager managing a project for a client? So what you want is to actually add a paragraph or two to explain what you did and make it relatable so that future employers and recruiters will look and think, well, okay, this is great experience and skills. I can work with that. I may need this in the future. Let's contact this person right? In fact, LinkedIn profiles that have detailed work experience have five times more connection requests. They have also eight times more views and 10 times more messages. And I'm assuming that many of these messages are from recruiters that want to connect with you. Now, moving on, the third thing I want to talk to you about when using well, your LinkedIn profile is to be an active participant of the platform. And the best way to use LinkedIn is to first use it to maintain your professional relationships by connecting with people you know. So if you're not yet connected with people that you work with, that you have worked for before, people that are professionals that you know, they could be friends, they could be um, people you studied with, they could be, have been professors and academics and people that you've related to at uni, you can find them on LinkedIn and connect with them now. It will be really important for you to have a large network of connections as you start being more active on your LinkedIn and posting and adding value to that platform. You want people to see what you're posting. So find people you may need to contact for business development or professional opportunities as well. And with those that you have found, be careful if they are people that you want to connect with or just follow. If you don't know these people and you're looking for work, maybe these are individuals that you want to investigate, that you want to research, that you may want to follow them so that you can see their feed, so you can see what they're posting on LinkedIn, but you may not necessarily connect with them. So we will talk about that a little bit later on. And the third reason why you want to be active on LinkedIn is to expand your reach and your reputation. So by 
being active on LinkedIn, it makes people come back to your profile once you start posting. The best way to do these things is to share great content on topics that are of alignment with your profession and experience that you relate to, that you can comment on, so that it will ensure that you are kept top of mind of those who already know you. So your connections, when they see a post coming from you, they know that it is a post that would add value to your area of expertise. So let's say if you are into data analytics, they know that when they see a post coming from you, It will be a post about data analytics, RPA, AI, Internet of Things. It will be something along those lines. And if that's of interest to them, they will read it. And if that's of interest to them within their network, they will pass it on. They might share it. They might share it in their profiles or they might share it um, on a private message if they know somebody is looking for a data analytics person. But most importantly, when they like and they comment on your posts, so when your connection connects with your posts, your posts will show up on their connections feeds. And you may have seen that already. If you're using LinkedIn, you may have noticed that on your feed, you can see posts that are from second degree connections, that is, those are not connections of yours. They are connections of your connections and your connections have liked or made a comment and they appear on your feed. Now, this will happen to you as well. And you might find, as I do at times, that you want to check out who that person is and you might want to go and check their profile and might decide to follow them or you might decide to like some of their comments and some of their posts or articles they have written and add value to to them that way. So just think about that. And think about how you can feed the LinkedIn algorithm with great content that is great for sharing, that will add value to your network of connections. So how do you do it? Have you read a research or a business article recently that you will think will resonate with other professionals like you? Well, you can share that on LinkedIn. Has anyone on your feed posted a great article or wrote an opinion or a story that is related to your expertise. If that's the case, then you can like that post and you can comment and add value to that conversation. Once you do that, what I mentioned before will start happening. You will start being, that will start being fed into other people's um, LinkedIn and other people that you don't know will start reading it and it will amplify your connections and the opportunities for you. Now, what are the dangers of being active on LinkedIn? I want to talk to you about a few rabbit holes that can get you into trouble, okay? The first one I've just mentioned a bit before is that idea of should I connect with this person I do not know? And I'm, I think that you have to stop and think if you should just 
comment or a like something that shows up on your feed and it's somebody that you don't know, you don't need to connect with everybody. If you don't know that person, it's kind of awkward to just send them an invitation request. That's what I have found. If you desperately want to connect, then send them a written note tailored, explaining why. So I recently started reading many of the posts uh, from someone who is an academic and he's doing a PhD on career counseling and career coaching. And of course, that's my area. And I really connected with his articles that he's been writing on LinkedIn. And I decided to write to him and say, hey, Michael, I've been reading your articles and I'm loving them. I've been commenting on them. I don't know if you noticed, but you know, LinkedIn won't let me connect with you. I don't have your LinkedIn. I don't have your email. So do you mind if we connect? I would love to be in touch with you. And he, of course, said yes. And my goal was really to invite Michael to be a guest on my podcast, which I'm hoping to do in the near future. So as you can see, I made something that was really tailored and I demonstrated that I really wanted to connect with him in particular in particular, and not with just anybody, right? Now, a clear exception is with all of you listeners, if you want to connect with me, you have my blessing to connect with me please send me a connection request and just send me a note and let me know how you found out about me because I think it's good etiquette and I think it shows good manners. But also I would love to know where my connections are coming from. I mostly accept all of them and with a few exceptions if they're really just um, businesses that are trying to sell me stuff that I don't need. But other than that, I would most definitely accept you And I'd love to know how you came about to find my profile. So write me a little note. Now, the second rabbit hole that I want you to avoid is to confuse LinkedIn with your other social networking platforms. So just as an example, this morning I read a post and I I read one of those every day. And it was someone who was really excited that their local swimming pool had opened and they wrote it on LinkedIn. And to me, that is a much better post for Facebook. Okay, so LinkedIn, especially if you are in this high risk environment of having to find a job and wanting to advance your career, stick with your lane and with your professional expertise. If it's not about your professional expertise, it's not LinkedIn material. There is no need to share anything super social. There are other platforms for that. It's also not a place to share your strong opinions about politics or anything else, really. It's really a professional networking platform. And that leads me to my final rabbit hole situation, which is for you to avoid at all costs being kicked out of the platform. And you know what? I speak from experience because if you've been following me for a while, you would know this already. I have been kicked out of LinkedIn once and it was a nightmare. It was a really important experience for me to go through because I can then tell this to my clients and I can let them know how dangerous it is to break the rules of LinkedIn. Because imagine being out of LinkedIn these days. 
it's not something you want to have to deal with. And once I was kicked out, and I was only kicked out for about eight to 10 hours, I think, they brought me back in very quickly. But as I was researching my way back into the platform, I found out people that had been out for months, two, three, four months. And I have found out that some people never are allowed back. Now, what can get you into trouble is, in my case, I believe it was the fact that I was sending my own connections, mind you, not cold calling and people I didn't know. These were my connections, but I was sending them a short message inviting them to uh, subscribe to my newsletter. So those messages were all very similar. I was just changing their names, saying, hi, Mary, hi, John, hi, Div, hi, Manisha, and then sending them uh, the message. And I sent quite a lot of them very quickly. And LinkedIn then blocked me because it was considered spam. And, you know, they, they are constantly monitoring the platform. So just be careful with sending many, many messages all at once. So when I'm working with clients who are working to boost their connections and reconnect with people on LinkedIn, I always recommend that they do that slowly, just do 20, 30 each day, no more than that, so that you don't want to get into trouble of being confused with a bot, right? And the other thing that can get you into trouble is if you make a a terrible comment, you know, a rude comment, a racist comment, something that could really be considered offensive on the platform. Someone may flag you and LinkedIn will take action and you don't want to be in that situation. So be very careful when you're on LinkedIn and the type of mood, you know, <laughs> that you are in and reflect well before making a comment that you think might get you into trouble. Right? So be very careful with that. Now, most importantly, now that we're at the end of this podcast, don't forget to download the checklist that I've provided you with, which is going to help you a lot. Go through your own LinkedIn profile top to bottom and start working on developing better sections all around and hopefully updating your profile in the next few days. And remember that I do offer LinkedIn audits. So if you need extra help, to review how you're doing with your LinkedIn. It's always good to have a second pair of eyes um, looking over what you've done. Check out my service, the LinkedIn audits, and I will leave a link to that on the show notes. So you can go there and check out how much it costs and how, how I do it. And I hope to be doing your LinkedIn audits sometime in the future. I hope you have enjoyed this podcast. And as always, it's been great to be here talking to you. If you have any comments or ideas, you can always touch base with me, send me a message, find me on my website and send me ideas. I'd love to hear from you. Bye for now. I hope you found this episode useful and that it helps your job hunting and career plans. Don't forget to subscribe and follow me on social media and on your favorite podcast app. And please join the Reset Your Career community so I can send you free tools and resources to make your career advancement more successful. See you next time.